She is definitely a salty lady. Her name is Stephanie Packer. She's a 34-year-old Catholic woman who lives out in Santa Ana, California with her husband and four young children. She is also dying. She was diagnosed back in 2012 with scleroderma. It's an autoimmune disease that was attacking her lungs. Doctors told her she had only three years to live. Well, given the fact that that diagnosis was four, almost five years ago now, the doctors were obviously wrong. But Stephanie continues to struggle physically, and she needs very specialized treatment for her illness. For example, in June of last year, just after California's law permitting physician-assisted suicide went into effect, in June of last year, Stephanie's medical team recommended that she be treated with chemotherapy for a time. At first, the insurance company agreed to pay for the chemo. But then, all of a sudden, the people at the insurance company refused. However, they did tell her that they were more than willing to pay for something else, a lethal dose of suicide pills, at the bargain basement price of $1.20. Maybe they were hoping that Stephanie was one of those women who just can't resist to say, not surprisingly, she was horrified. She later said it was like someone hit me in the gut. The most cost-effective solution was now assisted suicide. And brothers and sisters, this is why I and so many others have said that this so-called right-to-die movement, spearheaded by groups like Compassion and Choices, which used to be known as the Hemlock Society, this is why we say this right-to-die movement is a sham. It's a lie, because the right to die very, very quickly becomes the duty to die. Always and everywhere, you can bet on it. That's what the agents at the insurance company were saying to Stephanie, was it not? Listen, lady, you're a burden on the system. You have a duty, a duty to get out of the way and let us use this money to help other sick people out there who have at least some hope of recovery. If you really care about other people, Stephanie, then you'll save them some money and you'll do yourself in. Even the people in your family will appreciate it because you'll no longer be a burden to them. And they'll only be out one dollar and twenty cents. What a deal. Many of you will remember a young woman by the name of Brittany Maynard. She was the 29-year-old with terminal brain cancer who killed herself out in Oregon back in 2014 because assisted suicide was already legal there in Oregon. She was hailed by the secular press all over this country because she exercised her, quote, right to die on her own terms. As Stephanie Packer has accurately stated, it glamorized suicide as a heroic event. Well, that event of Brittany Maynard's suicide inspired Stephanie
to go public with her story and to become an advocate, an advocate for the elderly, the terminally ill, and others who are threatened by this terrible evil of assisted suicide. Her story has been covered by a number of media outlets, CNN, NPR, The Washington Post. This past November, she even testified before the state senators of New Jersey, asking them to reject the proposed Aid in Dying for the Terminally Ill Act, which would legalize physician-assisted suicide in that state. The jury's still out, by the way, on that one. They haven't voted on it in New Jersey. We need to pray for the people of that state that they won't legalize it. Stephanie has received, praise God, a lot of positive feedback for her efforts, but she's also experienced a lot of persecution. Even her family has. In fact, after her NPR interview, her husband's life was threatened. So much for the open-minded crowd out there. But through it all, as I indicated at the beginning of my homily, Stephanie Packer has been a salty lady. A very salty lady. And I suppose that does require a bit of an explanation. So here it is. In today's Gospel reading from Matthew 5, Jesus tells us that we are supposed to be light for the world and the salt of the earth. To be the light of the world means to allow the truth and love of Jesus Christ to shine through us by our good works, by the kinds of things Isaiah talks about in our first reading, feeding the hungry, sheltering the oppressed, clothing the naked, not turning our backs on our own, etc. That's clear enough. But what does it mean to be like salt? Well, remember, Jesus said these words back in first century Israel. And as scripture scholar N.T. Wright, a favorite of Father Najim's, as this scholar reminds us in his commentary on Matthew, salt had one main function in the first century world. To keep things from going bad. To keep things from going bad. It wasn't to make food taste better, although I'm sure it did. The main use of salt back then was as a preservative. Remember, there weren't any refrigerators, there weren't any freezers back then, there weren't even any ice boxes. So when I say that Stephanie Packer is a salty lady, I'm saying that she's a woman who is doing her best to see that things don't go bad here in the United States. That they don't go bad here in the United States through the further legalization of physician-assisted suicide. And may God bless her for her efforts and for her willingness to suffer persecution in order to spread the message. The thought occurred to me as I was preparing this homily, if only we had had more doctors and citizens like Stephanie in our country back in 1973, men and women who were willing to come forward and take a public stand in order to preserve the right to life of the unborn, if that had happened, abortion never would have become legal in this country. Never. <coughs> but unfortunately, there were not enough salty people around at the time, and so our nation went bad, so to speak, 
on that issue in the Roe v. Wade decision. And that's the way it's been, unfortunately, for so many of the controversial moral issues that we've had in recent decades, like pornography and euthanasia and now so-called gay marriage. Many sins have now become socially acceptable activities here in our country because to use the image of Jesus in this gospel, the salt of many Christians has lost its taste. Consequently, we have failed to preserve many of the virtues and good laws that once made this nation great. I think the Lord's telling all of us today that it's time to bring back the salt. Physically speaking, of course, doctors tell us to avoid salt because it raises blood pressure. But in the spiritual dimension, salt is just what the doctor has ordered. I'm talking here about Dr. Jesus, the divine physician. And it all begins at home, in our families. At least that's where it's supposed to begin. You know, parents tell me all the time that they worry about their children's future. That, in effect, they don't want to see their children go bad. Well, that's a noble desire. Praise God for that. Every Christian parent should have that desire for his or her children. But for children not to go bad, parents need to be making the effort every day to be as salty as possible. Teaching their children, in other words, what it means to be a follower of Christ by their words, and even more importantly, by their deeds. Which is precisely what Stephanie Packer is doing for her four children with respect to this issue of physician-assisted suicide. And again, God bless her for those efforts. So parents, when you sit down for dinner with your children in the future, and they say to you, Mom, Dad, please pass the salt. Try to hear that not only as a request for the little container at the other end of the table with the white stuff in it. Try to also hear that as a plea, as a plea for you to be the best Catholic, the saltiest Catholic that you can possibly be, so that they will learn from you how to be the saltiest Catholics that they can possibly be.